What is going on guys? My name is Nick and this is the Sterling Silver Podcast and as of today, Liverpool are within six points of getting the league title, which we all knew was coming. We just thought that it would have stayed over for a, lo- a bit longer, a bit m- like longer, another week or so, but then City had to do it to us all, unfortunately, um, with a pretty horrible performance at Old Trafford, but Credit where credit to United played well. Stopped City from creating chances. Goals from Martial and uh, Scott McTominay secured the the W for the boys in red. And uh, this is the first time Manchester United have sc- taken the league double over City in a decade. The last time was when uh, Ryan Giggs passed the ball to Michael Owen for that 96th minute winner. But um, be that as it may, it was a pretty uneventful weekend of football this is everything besides the Monday night kickoff between Leicester and and Villa but um pretty much the whole weekend of football there wasn't really any surprises per se but um pretty much just boring football around it started off with a 2-1 win for Liverpool against Bournemouth which I'm pretty sure we could all see a win from Liverpool coming out and they got the win after they went down first to Callum Wilson, but then they secured the win with their most common win margin this season, which is the 2-1 scoreline. And then Arsenal were pretty, I wouldn't say lucky, but they dominated the game against West Ham. But again, they didn't create many chances, so they ended up 1-0 winners against West Ham. Crystal Palace ended up beating Watford, as well as Sheffield United beating Norwich. And then Newcastle secured a, a 1-0 away win at Southampton, where they they missed quite a couple of chances. But anyway, they, they secured the three points there. And then the most surprising, I think, arguably, I think tied with uh, the draw between Tottenham and Burnley and possibly, you could argue, the destroying of Everton at Stamford Bridge. But the draw between Wolves and Brighton and Hove Albion, which is quite interesting considering Wolves have been playing good football as of recent... Nuno Espirito Santos really pulled a great form out of out of his eleven players on the fi- on the pitch, but um again a pretty event uneventful game there for Wolves against Brighton. It's pretty much just nil nil home at Wolves. Brighton out of all teams, they've been pretty much in a sticky situation where they have a they have a style of football that they've chosen to play, but now they've decided that they're not going to change that style of football. They'll go down into the championship playing that style of football, which is interesting because you see many of the bottom teams, they they can sort of play scrappy football and get away with it if they're getting results. But Brighton are sort of taking this, this um, point of playing pretty football, but they're not getting many results. So that's something that the Brighton board and the manager have to ponder over, whether they're going to go down playing with, like their badge and their heart sort of thing because they don't want to change their style of football or whether they're willing to sort of bite their tongue and play, maybe play a bit more of an uglier style so that they can get sort of the three points to stay in the Premier League. And then the the four o'clock kickoff on Sunday, or at least four o'clock kickoff for me in South Africa, um, Everton didn't really show up at Stanford Bridge. They played a 4-4-2 and got completely destroyed in the midfield. And Chelsea, I think it was assumed that Chelsea were 
pro- more, more favorites to win that game, but not to the extent in which they did. Billy Gilmore, again, played absolutely fantastic. He already showed what he can do against Liverpool midweek, where you know uh, where Chelsea beat Liverpool 2-0, and Gilmore had an absolutely astonishing game. And the same thing happened against Everton this weekend. However, Everton went out into the game with... They seemed like none of them wanted to play there. They seemed like none of them really played with pride or, or won the 50-50 duels or won the second ball or jumped higher than, than a Chelsea player or etc. etc. But credit where credit's due again for Chelsea. A great opening goal by Mason Mount in the first quarter of the game or so, which is always good for any sort of side. Always uh, start the game one foot in front of the opponent in a way. But again, Everton, they didn't really show heart. They didn't show that they wanted to bring the game back. I think at halftime, they were down 2-0 in the halftime, and I'm pretty sure all Carlo Ancelotti would have said to the players is like one more goal and they're in the game. One more goal, 2-1. They call it the most dangerous uh, scoreline in football is 2-0 because as soon as you lose that that first goal to 2-1, then the momentum's completely in the other team's hand. But then at the second half, Everton didn't really come out. To, to actually play football. And then that makes you wonder because Everton, they're a side which are fighting for Champions League football or European football at least. And then you go to the likes of Chelsea, which they haven't had the best home record so far this season. They are a good club. I think everyone agrees that without a doubt. But Everton didn't take the game to Chelsea in the second half. And that, that sort of alarm bells ringing for me because as Everton, they sort of, they seem to really grind out victories against sort of other teams. But then, when they went to Chelsea this weekend, they seemed to not really care. They seemed to have the attitude, oh yeah, we've done so well under Carlo Ancelotti. It doesn't really matter, to be fair. We've already exceeded expectations after Marco Silva got sacked. So it doesn't really matter how, how much we perform here. And, I mean, it does go back to the rude chance of, of Calvert-Lewin in the first half where he could have made a 2-1 before the break. But you can't really just point fingers at Calvert-Lewin, Moise Keane, Richarlison, Andre Gomez to a certain extent. It's just like the whole team as a whole. They're like, they never won the 50-50s. They never won tackles. They Like, Jordan Pickford had an outstanding game, and he was the only person on the Everton side where you could point a finger and say he he had a good game. But then again, Jordan Pickford has, has his other motivations because he's being challenged for the, the England number one shirt with the likes of Nick Pope. So, I mean, he was seemed to be the only one on the field that wanted to to get a result out of that game. But anyway, be that as it may, Everton were 4-0 to the bad against Chelsea on Sunday. And uh, that that's better for Chelsea because obviously it's better for Chelsea. But I mean, now Chelsea are in a, even a better chance of securing that third place slot, which obviously is Champions League football. And it really is a good look on on Frank Lampard because they really need to, to ground out the next few fixtures and get three a solid three points pretty much at every chance, because they really do have a chance of, of getting a good run of results. And then, with the late kickoff on Sunday, it was the Manchester derby, and I must say, it was very... It, it, it's not... Manchester derbies, as of recent, they're not, they don't have the Manchester derby bite of the past. I'm not sure whether everyone agrees with me, but from what I understand, or from what I've seen, like, previously, in a Manchester derby, you wouldn't see friends, you wouldn't see people helping each other up off the floor... In the tunnel before the game, you wouldn't really see people shaking hands or saying hello to one another with a big smile on their face. I know in the Manchester derbies of the the early 10s, when I'm talking about like the 10-11 or the 11-12 season, it was a very 
dogged sort of fixture. You really had to fight it out. There was a lot of challenges, a lot of red, yellow cards, a red card quite often. But nowadays in the Manchester derbies, regardless of how the result goes, it's sort of just a, another fixture. You know, the, the Manchester derby is notorious for how dogged it can be, for how rough it can be. But then for the past two, three seasons, it hasn't been that. It's been pretty much the exact opposite. Like today, for the City side at least, there wasn't really a want to win. There wasn't a clear goal-scoring opportunity once pretty much the whole game. I mean, you can argue the Sterling chance halfway through the second half of the cross from Mares was a clear goal-scoring opportunity. But then again, it's like that was the only one that you can think of off the top of your head. But then again, Manchester United had multiple chances. They should have had a penalty in the first half. They scored a great free kick with a lob from Bruno Fernandes to Anthony Martial. And they had a couple other chances where they could have actually buried City 4-5-0. But then... From the City side, there wasn't, like, yes, they're, they're going to probably finish second at the end of the season. Yes, they don't have they don't have the title. But, I mean, it's the Manchester derby. It's, at this stage of the season, it genuinely should be the most important fixture because you're literally playing for the pride of Manchester. You're trying to show that you are no longer the noisy neighbours. And, I mean, this season, the exact opposite's happened. I mean, United have literally pulled the league double on City, which makes you wonder... And this is the first time Pep Guardiola has lost at Old Trafford. And the thing is that this game, it literally, it wasn't even close. Like, you can look at the stats and say, our oh, City had 70% possession. But, I mean, w- w- with that possession, it doesn't really matter. Because the only stat that matters is what's the stat that's in the top left-hand corner when you're watching the football. So, like, United won 2-0. Deserved winners, without a doubt. They shut City out completely to get chances, to create chances of their own. But then from the City point of view, there wasn't really a need to win the game. Like the pretty much the, only, the last 10 minutes was the only sort of wantingness to win the game. But even then, you had Rodri giving away the ball and Mendy not really... He came on and he crossed a couple balls. But then again, it's like in the midfield, we always wanting to pass the ball back. And then it's always like, oh, Otamendi and Dino, here's the ball. Here, here's the ball. Here's the ball. Just take your time. But then in the last 10 minutes, it's like we're just giving United the ball for free. And then it was even excelled a bit more when when Edison gave a fantastic assist to Scott McTominay in the middle of the field, where all credits due to Scott McTominay, it wasn't an easy finish by any means, and he finished the ball quite nicely to to have United win two 0 But then the game goes down having two goalkeeping errors on City's side, but you can't really. I mean, you can point the finger at Edison, but it wasn't Edison's fault in a way, because none of the outfield players, at least with the at least in the starting eleven, really played with the want to win, at least in a Manchester Derby sort of sense. There wasn't any of them doing exceptionally work off the ball or creating insane amounts of chances. It was like pretty much a tame game from City's side. Yes, they had pretty much eighty percent possession in the second half. But it's sort of like what what is going on here? This is supposed to be the Manchester Derby. We want the derbies where it was three two, four three And then it was literally like a fight between which team could outscore the other. And yes, you could say, oh, the defensive record of both teams have been recently good. I mean, I think City had three clean sheets in their last four games and United had seven clean sheets in their last 10 or something along those lines. So you you could say, oh, no, yeah, it's because the defense were playing well from both sides. But it wasn't that. Like, really, if you look at the likes of City, yes, they didn't have Kevin De Bruyne, but you still have the likes of Gundogan, Mares, Sterling, Aguero slash Gabriel Jesus there to to make chances and to score chances. 
but then it was the opposite side of the field where the goalkeeper was the most tested and literally the two go- the two saves he should have made i mean the one save he should have made he should have saved it obviously and then the other one was just a freebie to Scott McTominay so it really the, the the Old Trafford and the Etihad derbies of the past are really what I want to see back personally, where you had guys in the middle of the field like your De Jong and your and your Paul Skulls, which wouldn't dare look each other in the eye because they might want to punch each other in the face sort of thing. And we don't really have that nowadays. It's like in the tunnel, it's Bernardo Silva having a big hug with Bruno Fernandes, which I don't particularly, I don't have anything wrong with that because obviously they're countrymen. But I mean, it's the Manchester derby, you know. It's it's the it's the derby notorious of having rash challenges, of having the crowd behind you, of having the crowd against you. And nowadays, it's not the same as what it was before. So, it's like it's just another fixture. It's just like City playing a mid-table club, or even United playing a mid-table club. It's like there's nothing on the line. It's just an another sort of game. And then afterwards, the both teams will go home knowing that. They both may have a chance of playing European football. Obviously, with this, it's the exception of City in this circumstance. But it's like, yes, United aren't as great as they used to be. But at the end of the day, it's like you, Manchester's red. And then City don't really care that it's red because they just got pulled the double. They like this. Pep Guardiola has only had a double pulled on him. He has never had the double pulled on him. And then this season came around, Wolves pulled the double on them. And now United have. And I think United is a big pill to swallow for any City fan. But it just seemed like none of the City players really cared that they were about to lose the game 2-0. Like, yes, they beat they beat United in the Carabao Cup semi-final. But it's like, it's whatever, you know? It's like, this is the Premier League. You're supposed to play with your heart on your chest. And that didn't happen at City today. But anyway, it's enough of this uh, Monday morning slash Sunday night rant. Um, but yeah. I'll see you guys next week.